to the Remarkable Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Deidre Shen, founder and CEO of Capshow, software that helps entrepreneurs turn their stories into content that converts. Now, we believe that every entrepreneur who has had to overcome their own internal struggles is remarkable. And it is this exact remarkability that needs to be shared so that they can positively impact the world. So stick around to the end of the show. We will reveal how you can be our next guest in 20 or 25 minutes. So let's go. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Remarkable Entrepreneur podcast. I have OMG, I'm so excited to be talking to this wonderful lady, Shada Tarabi from Start CBD, because we are going to have a blast. We're going to have such a blast. So welcome, first of all, Shada, to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm looking forward to today's discussion. Yeah, it's going to be so much fun. Okay, because you have something that is, oh gosh, not an easy not an easy thing to be in. <laughs> CBD. That's a nice way of putting it. <laughs> I'm like, how do I say this? But I know, for example, you can't run ads, you can't like, there's a lot of things that you cannot do. So I'm so intrigued to get into your story and how you got started and also how you grew. But before I do, why don't you kick us off with, tell us a little bit about Restart CBD. What do you do and why do you do what you do? Yes. Thank you so much. So uh, I am the CEO and co-founder along with my two sisters. So we are a women-owned, sister-owned CBD brand. We are based in Austin, Texas, which is my hometown, but we have an e-commerce store. So we ship our products nationwide. And I'm sure we'll get into the you know nice nitty gritty details of marketing a cannabis business online, let alone with a brick and mortar. But really at the heart of it, I am passionate about building brands and I'm a cannabis consumer and how we got into the industry running restart really started with in 2015, I was in a car accident. I was hit by vehicle as a pedestrian and I broke my pelvis in two places. So kind of coming out of this injury, dealing with chronic pain in my early twenties, mid twenties, my mother actually is who introduced me to CBD at the time as a plant-based natural way to help me manage my pain and inflammation. And I, I'm sure like a lot of people was very skeptical at first. I was like, this is crazy. There's not even a market at the time. It wasn't federally legal. So there wasn't a lot of businesses operating, doing it now, you know, flash forward to 2022, it seems like CBD is on every corner, every, you know, medical wellness professional is selling it. Um, but there's so much that the industry still is lacking and ways of just like, you know, marketing and bringing your product and brand to market. But I think we found a lot of success with our business. We are about to go on four years and we really just built our brand around education. So making the consumer feel really comfortable, really confident on their can of curious journey. And whether that's through the retail experience, through the content we create on our different social media platforms and ultimately through just the high quality products we, you know, sell and provide. But yeah, I just really love cannabis and had never in my wildest dreams thought that I would get to work professionally in the cannabis industry. But here we are getting to champion this plant forward and helping educate people along the way. So lots to discuss in that capacity. But of course, the marketing component is is fun for me and also very challenging to overcome sometimes. <laughs> Oh, totally. I can imagine. Okay. But before we get into the marketing, why don't we sort of go back to, uh, thank you for sharing your story. Uh, 2015, you yourself were like, became a user. And then how did you go from that point to, you know, what might be good if we start selling this? Like what, 
what was that journey like? <laughs> Very unglamorous. I think people, when they think of entrepreneurship, they think, oh, I had this amazing, you know, epiphany. I have all the right things in order. I know how I'm going to go to market. And I think um, for me, it was everything but that. I had, you know, found relief with CBD originally. The products that we went and ultimately built our brand around were somewhat the formulation, the base formulation was what my mother had introduced me to when I was recovering from my accident. So she was making us these homemade products and my sisters were a little skeptical. They're not really cannabis consumers. My middle sister, who's my co-founder, she's a uh, competitive athlete and she's currently sponsored by Under Armour. So she's a very um, diligent, very, you know, passionate, person who wants to be in control of what she's putting in her body. And so she was looking at this CBD cannabis conversation as like, I don't really know what you're going to do with that, but have fun. And (laughs) after she started seeing, I was really, you know, managing and recovering from my pain by using these CBD products. She started to realize, Hey, from an athletic recovery perspective, maybe there's some value for me to be trying CBD. So that's really when it started becoming more of a family thing and really bringing in my sisters into the conversation. Again, prior to starting this company, I came from corporate technology and marketing. So undergrad degree in marketing, um, master's in business, I worked for a corporate tech company, uh, getting to do a lot of things that I now get to do in my own business. So I was obviously like learning and like, you know, some things were working, some things weren't working, but for us, it was never the intention of, I'm going to go to market and go launch this brand. It just kind of happened very, um, organically is probably the best way of putting it. It's sometimes I reflect on, you know, how do you make sense of all these things that happen to you in your life? And so for me, it was loving cannabis and also loving marketing and brand building and then getting in the accident. And so I didn't really know what what those things independently meant or made sense of, but then bringing it into now, obviously having a business that kind of encapsulates all of it. It's like, oh, all these things that I've gone through in my life have kind of prepared me for being in this position and role. But we originally launched as an e-commerce brand. um, And that was right um, in the middle of 2018. And I would say that e-commerce and cannabis um, presently is not easy. It was extra not easy in 2018. So that was a very uh, rude awakening reality check of, okay, I can't really be online. That's not going to work for our business. How do we re-engineer this? And so really really resonating on that education concept. We were like, okay, well, we know our story. Uh, We know how cannabis and CBD has worked for us respectively. Let's kind of test that and go to market. So we originally launched just kind of as a side hobby project, thinking that we would just do pop-ups at our local gym or just, you know, kind of do like little here and there sales um, at farmer's markets and other pop-up events like that. And then really started seeing the traction build when people were just so curious to talk to someone and to have their questions answered. And we were those people that they were having their questions being answered by. And so it very quickly became this, you know, oh my gosh, well, if I'm going to try CBD, I want to go talk to Shada and her sisters. I want to get their expertise, their opinion. And then very quickly it turned into a full-time brand. And I'll also mention this because I think it's really relevant for, you know, people who are aspiring to be a business owner. Again, I think there's so much glamour or lust around the appeal of it. Um, I didn't go into entrepreneurship. Like, again, I'm going to go start a business. I was working a previous job and I ended up getting laid off from that job. And so it was through 
getting laid off and having had just started restart. But again, it wasn't really a business in our minds. It was just this side project. And then really listening and leaning into that uncomfortability of maybe there is something here because people are really eager to learn from us and and buy our products that maybe I could give this a chance and actually turn this into a business. And so that was really the impetus for us going into it full time. And like I said, now this will be our fourth year in business. And we recently won the best CBD brand award um, here locally in Austin by a couple of different publications. So we're doing some things right. I have to say. Awesome. Okay. So I do want to, I was actually just talking to my co-founder before um, hopped on, we hopped on, I hopped onto this podcast. Um, not about this particular topic, but just more generally about, you know, how we're, because we just, we go on a walk every um, uh, Wednesday afternoon and we just shoot the breeze, you know, we just talk about what's in our minds and stuff. And we were actually talking about this whole concept of uh, self-sabotaging, which can come about when, you know, we might come across obstacle after obstacle after obstacle. And then you get to the point where it's like, is this even worth it? Like, why, like, do people even want this? Or, you know, is, is, is there even going to be a path forward? Is there even a way forward? And I'm sure that in your industry, you would have come across obstacle after obstacle at like almost every turn, and yet you were able to get through them and grow this thriving business. So talk us through some of those moments when you came across particularly hard obstacles and what kept you going? Because you could very well have just been like, oh, well, I'll just go find another job or, you know, is this even worth it? Is this even going to work? But there was something inside of you that was like, no, this is. Talk us through that, if you wouldn't mind. Absolutely. It's such a great question because I do think it's at the core of us as humans. We, I think we we want to do something that gives us purpose. And so in the simplistic, you know, form to answer the question, what I get to do really gives me purpose. And especially reflecting on what I shared earlier, I didn't really understand all these different experiences that I had gone through in life to really prepare me to be in this role. But now being in this role, yes, it is absolutely difficult. And there are days where sometimes I do question if what we're doing is um, you know, worthwhile, just knowing that the industry is so inconsistent. Um, and sometimes it's inconsistent for no reason. Like cannabis, you can't advertise on social media platforms and that's a major channel. And that's such a devastation to be someone who has a, a, a desire to want to bring a product to market and knowing like the tools that other business owners have access to, I don't have access to, but I think where I've found some sort of comfort is accepting the chaos and accepting that it's not going to be easy and it isn't meant to be easy and really allowing myself to grow through those ebbs and flows. So for example, you know, with our industry, also another component is like payment merchant services. So most people, when they're setting up a business, you think, oh, duh, I need to go set up a bank account and I need to figure out how I'm going to take people's money. That is like a huge hurdle to overcome before you can obviously even transact someone's money. So it's like, you have to figure out what is the solution you're going to implement. And in our industry early on, there were some solutions. um, And then those solutions literally overnight, like pulled the rug out from not just us, but thousands and thousands of other merchants. And you're kind of in a scramble. Like, am I going to find another payment solution that's going to allow me to transact (laughs) online in store, whatever the case may be. And so again, I think that was not fun by any means. I don't want to like, you know, 
belittle the travesty that is trying to navigate a business in this industry. But I think, again, the flip side of it is the opportunity to really overcome some of those things. And then for me getting to contribute to helping impact for the better, like as someone who really just loves cannabis and wants people to, like, if you really get into why cannabis is so stigmatized, it's really sad when you look at kind of how it's been, um, marketed really cannabis had a whole marketing smear campaign against it, which is what put it in this position, you know, decades and decades and decades ago. It's what put it as a schedule one drug. It's just because people are afraid of what they don't know. So now I find that a lot of the work we're doing is just helping remarket this plant to people to help them just see it in a better light. And so that's what really motivates me to keep going is knowing, you know, that I get to pioneer something and do something that other people haven't really done before. And yes, it's lonely sometimes. And yes, sometimes I want to, you know, kick and scream and cry and just, it's, it is stressful. I think any, again, business opportunity ownership is stressful, but it's like, what do you do? How do you use it to fuel you instead of, um, you know, like tear you down or make you feel like, it just, it takes the best of you. So yeah. it's like, it's your perspective, how you look at things. So I've always chosen, not always, I should say, I've learned to choose to not let it affect me negatively and to use it to fuel me instead. Yeah. Wow. I love that. And so really interestingly, like, you know, you mentioned that a lot of great examples of those obstacles and, you know, coming up time and time again, how long do you think it took? So you're, you've now been running your business for four years and now it's super successful, which is awesome. But was it always the case? Like, I'm sure it wasn't because a lot of us start businesses and there is just a lot of, is this going to work? And trying to find our audience and trying to find how to connect with them and communicate with them and market to them, et cetera. So how long did that process take you? And was there a moment, do you remember a moment when you finally, re- you were like, oh, wow, okay. I think this is going to work. <laughs> I think <laughs> I don't think I have to go back to a job anymore. Like this is, this is it. Was there something like that for you and how long did it take? Yeah. Wow. Sometimes I feel like I'm still in that journey <laughs> discovery process. I would say, you know, when we first launched, it was very, very foreign. I think presently there is still for sure a lot of stigma around cannabis. People's assumption is that it's going to make them high and they don't want to feel high. And, you know, Mm. I'm kind of here in the short term to say that's not all cannabis is about. There's so many beautiful aspects to the plant. Um, It's why hemp became federally legal here in America and, you know, being able to have access to that and you're seeing other countries legalize hemp as well. And so if it was just inherently bad, I don't think you would see this adoption and this widespread um, acceptance of it. But, you know, when we launched, I think transparently speaking, Myself and my two younger sisters, we are categorized as millennials and we're women owned, sister owned, et cetera. But we really, I think, originally went to market thinking we're going to build a brand for our equals, people who, you know, are social savvy. They're wanting to engage with brands online. They are maybe a little bit more familiar with navigating certain topics and conversations. Maybe it doesn't require as much education. And we quickly realized early on, and now it's kind of been proven in the market that a lot of our customer base is actually, you know, I would say 55 plus. And so those customers are now coming more and more 
um, into our forefront in terms of, well, how do I change how I'm marketing and how I'm communicating? And it's not that we neglect that millennial audience. We definitely have that customer base, but that introduction of this new customer market where I was on the phone the other day with a woman, she called and she's like, you know, you could tell she's an older lady and she's just like, sweetheart, I don't know how to operate, you know, your website. And I don't know, I don't follow you on Instagram. Like I don't do any of that. Like how, how, how can you be marketing to me and my peers? You know, we're like 65 plus. And I'm like, that's a great conversation. You know, I don't, again, think that I've arrived at a a conclusion or a solution, but those are active conversations that we as a business, I think are navigating as well as just regular. I mean, for the cannabis industry, we unfortunately are also, I don't want to say like a victim. We're just affected by what is legal to sell. And so depending on the state you live in, depending on your municipality, your locality, certain products may or may not be available. So I would say that was more the interesting thing. When we launched our brand, we just sold, for example, like oils, which are sublingual oils. And now if you look at our product set, we've evolved our product set to include topicals, pet products, you know, edibles, smokables. And so it's really, I think at the time it, it worked for that stage of the company that we were in. I still really, (laughs) if you would look at pictures of our business, when we first launched, we couldn't really afford a big space. So we were like renting this front office of my parents' office. My parents own an insurance agency. So that should tell you already like a CBD shop and an insurance agency. (laughs) But we were like their front office. We had no windows. There was like a little cutout on the door that you could see some sunlight come through. And that's (laughs) where we started our business. And, you know, it wasn't that there were a ton of people knocking on the door, constantly wanting to shop with us, but it was enough to help us prove the concept, to learn from our customers, to iterate, to grow as then the market for cannabis was opening up to allow us to sell a more diverse range of products. But yeah, I would say that's also the reality of being presently in the cannabis industry. There are certain products that I sell today that legally I might not be able to sell tomorrow just by nature of how regulations are trending in our industry. So that'll, you know, continue to shake the boat. So, well, yeah, I mean, I've got a lot of respect for you to be able to um, want to build a business in so much uncertainty. I mean, having a business in the first place is an uncertain enough. And then you overlay that with all of these ever-changing regulations. And I'm, I'm like, how? I don't know how you can do <laughs> that's, that's insane. So a lot of respect for that. Um, okay. So, so then let's talk about marketing. So how did you actually, you know, start to grow your brand. Uh, I know that you mentioned you were kind of, you know, you had this little office that you, I think that's that's what you meant by when you said you sort of pivoted a little bit away from e-com when you realised that Correct. you didn't really <laughs> do much on there to having sort of, a, a, I guess, a brick and mortar store in a way. Right. Um, and then and then how are you getting the word out there? And what, like, yeah, talk us through that journey of marketing, actually marketing your products. Yeah. So I would like disclose right to people. Cause I think sometimes again, in the same way they look at entrepreneurship and business ownership, they sometimes look at like, especially with our brand, they're like, oh, well, you know, who does your marketing? Who, what agency are you working with? Like, who did you hire out to do these, these things? And the, the fortunate part for us is we do it all in-house and that's because my background is marketing and communications. And so I think some things are a little bit 
second nature for me. So kind of, I have this business brand, but I'm sure your audience is familiar with influencer marketing and content creators. So prior to getting in this industry, when I was working in corporate technology, I started a little blog and I built some followers up and I created a personal brand around creating content that was to help people connect them to traveling, the best places to eat, the best places to just like go experience, you know, whatever city they were visiting. And, and part of my job was to travel for our company to go to these different trade shows and events. And so when I was in Chicago, I was blogging about Chicago. When I was in London, I was blogging about London and had built this personal brand that then translated into Instagram. It translated into other aspects that led me into public speaking. And so I became a public speaker on just like marketing and communications that when I you know, moved into running our business, I was like, well, I, I personally am not the best digital marketer. <laughs> you know, I'm not the best email marketer, but I am really good with a microphone. Mm. I'm really good in front of a camera. I'm really good at social media and content creation and taking photos. So we really leaned into our strengths is probably like the best way I'll frame it for the listeners. Because again, I think people think, oh, well, how do I do what Shada's doing or mm. you're doing, right? Like, how do you achieve that? And the reality is, is I really don't do the things that I'm not good at. I just focus on the things that I am good at. And then the things that I'm not good at, I hire out for or have evolved the business to hire out for those things. So for example, we do email marketing, but I hired an agency to handle that because that's not expert, you know, skill in my wheelhouse, but we maintain our own social media platforms and things like that. But that was really early on just using our personal brands. And I say our, because my sister being a competitive athlete also has a following. And so we took our personal brands and decided, well, we're going to talk about restart CBD mm-hmm. and on restart CBD's channel, we're going to do what we do best. We're going to make YouTube videos. We're going to make, you know, reels. We're going to make assets that can be put in an email or on a website and really just became really scrappy at putting content out there. I think sometimes as a marketer, people always want like the quick fix. They want the, like, what's the tool? What's the platform? What's the thing? What's going to make me go viral. Mm -hmm. And I'm a really big believer of consistency. And so if you are just understanding your brand, your who, your what, your why, try to figure out obviously who your customer is, even though sometimes that can evolve and change. Um, And then just making content out there. So again, for us, because of the industry we're in, we really took it to like basics and just started making content around frequently asked questions. You know, again, it's not hmm, like what what are customers going to really like, what's going to really make them want to engage with this content? It was, is CBD going to make me high? And then we would jump on, we would do a video recording and we would post it and being able to see that content. you know, just kind of resonate in different capacities. We started to realize, oh, these channels are more effective for us and adjust as we went. But yeah, early on, we just really leaned into our skill set, which was content creation and social media. And so that was really, I think, how we built our brand early on and now have maintained the brand where people are like, oh, if I want to be educated, I got to go talk to the CBD sisters. And so we've also become known as hashtag, you know, the CBD sisters, which again, helps with, you know, marketing your brand story and brand purpose and brand vision. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. Okay. So is there anything different that you are looking to do in your marketing going forward? Ooh, I think for us, it's been, um, again, I think people probably are looking to like take advantage of like the latest trends from a marketing perspective. I would say from our industry perspective, 
I'm trying to not reinvent the wheel and go back to like marketing basics. So for example, because we're limited with certain things like advertising on social media um, and just like being on certain platforms, like I personally had my, my Instagram account shut down over the holiday break for four days. Um, and it's because I post cannabis content, you know? And so it's not that I'm selling a product. I'm just saying, Hey, let me educate you on this topic. And so my personal account got shut down. That was really devastating just because I had spent all these years building my personal brand up. Um, but I think for us, we're really trying to think at non-traditional marketing activities. So, you know, mailers or advertising in non-cannabis magazines. So I think, again, sometimes for people, it's not what industry are you in, but what are those ancillary industries or where it's like some overlap. So for us, fitness and wellness. So we do a lot of stuff in the fitness and wellness space that is, again, not specific to cannabis, but um, definitely has some overlap with like who a potential customer might be. So I would say that's what our team is actually more focused on this year is we've got the plate spinning. You know, there's so many things you can do so many hours in the day, but what do we think can maybe move the needle? And especially, like I mentioned, speaking to that um, perhaps older target demographic, it's for us trying to get creative to think, well, they're not on their phones. They're not on YouTube. They're not checking, you know, our website out. Maybe they're getting emails but what magazines are they reading? Or maybe they check their mail every day. So how can we creatively get in front of those people to bring our brand to a new you know, audience for us? Awesome. I love that. Uh, really, really cool that you're kind of like, because I totally agree with the fact that we should always come back to basics, really, yes. um, because it works, right? It has worked in the past and it will continue to work. So I love that you're doing that. Um, okay. Now, where is your business headed? So where do you see yourself actually investing for growth over the next year? Yeah. So we are a Texas-based brand, like I mentioned. And I think to like frame it up for the listeners in terms of cannabis legalization without getting too boring into that side of the industry, marijuana is not federally legal in the United States and certain states have turned on. Um, I think when you look at hemp, which is what we sell versus marijuana, it's really classified based on the percentage of THC or tetrahydrocannabinol, which is a psychotropic cannabinoid. Um, and so, you know, realistically, a lot of people are in cannabis to be in that regulated marijuana market mm -hmm. because Texas is not legal yet. We do not really know what legality looks like. And so it's really um, continues to remain really uh, inconsistent and difficult to kind of future proof or plan out kind of what the next step is. But I would say kind of in an altruistic perspective, we just want to see people in our state, especially, even though we are a national brand, um, become more comfortable with cannabis. It's not that everybody has to consume it or that everybody has to, you know, participate in it, but I just, I dream of the day where we can go out to like happy hour with our girlfriends and not have to consume alcohol, or maybe it's, there's alcohol on the table and cannabis on the table. And so that is a big, you know, part of our business goal is just to see cannabis become more adopted socially um, and then influence the policy making to hopefully see legalization happen sometime in our lifetime. So they're big goals, but that's what keeps us going is just knowing that, you know, we're just on the beginning aspects of this industry and really getting to help pioneer a conversation forward to help people be a little bit more comfortable and show them some plant-based alternatives. Love that. Awesome. Wow. This has been so super helpful for everyone. Thank you so much for sharing your story and your insights and your journey, um, Shada. So if anyone is interested in seeing what you have to offer, where is the best place for them to go? 
Absolutely. I really appreciated this conversation too. Thanks for having me on. And if anybody wants to connect with me further, you can connect with me personally at the Shada Tarabi, both.com and on Instagram. And then our CBD brand is restartcbd.com and on Instagram as well. And we do ship our products nationwide and we have a lot of great resources to help educate you if you are curious to be educated further about cannabis and CBD. Amazing. Okay. So we will make sure that we put the show, those in the show notes, those links in the show notes. Uh, so yeah, you guys, I'm sure that you super enjoyed this, this conversation as much as I did. And if you did, please leave us a review, leave us a rating, uh, share it with your friends, subscribe to this podcast. And thank you so much once again, Shada, for coming on and sharing uh, your, yeah, your journey with us. And for everyone else, we will see you on the next one. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Remarkable Entrepreneur Podcast. Now, if you are a successful online entrepreneur who would like to be on this program, then please visit go.theremarkableentrepreneurpodcast.com slash podcast dash guest. If you got something out of this interview, would you please share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials and tag me. I'm at Deidre Shen. And if you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media as well and let them know about the show. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. Now, we are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure that you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, reviews go a long, long way to help promote the show. And it means a lot to me and my team. And if you want to know more, go to our website, djshen.com. Follow me on LinkedIn, on Facebook. My Facebook group is actually called The Remarkable Entrepreneur. Uh, Follow me on Instagram at Deidre Shen. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you.